Hey, how's your studying coming? I'm assuming you're studying for like the CSENT or CCNA, MCSA, Security Plus, A Plus, any one of those IT certifications. How's it going? Are you still motivated? Are you still strong? Uh, probably not, right? Let's talk about that. guys welcome back to network chuck now i apologize if you are motivated right now and you are studying that's awesome kudos to you but if you're like me sometimes you lose that you lose your motivation you lose your passion for studying because hey we all get in slumps and honestly watching netflix and playing video games is way more fun let's be honest about that and how do we fix that? I mean, it's so frustrating. I mean, like, if you're like me, I picked my certification, uh, let's say CCNA, I got my books, got my study materials, so excited, so stoked, and after a week or two, man, I don't feel like doing it anymore. It's frustrating, you hit a roadblock and you're done. How do we fix that? Well, traditional advice is, well, become more disciplined. Get more grit. Discipline equals freedom. Just go through, ah! Thankfully, the answer won't just be try harder. <laughs> Get more discipline. Just figure it out. That's not the answer. I found a cool book. Um, actually, David Bomble found a cool book, and he, he uh, turned me on to it, and he actually did a great review. Check that out. Uh, there'll be a card somewhere and a link below. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the big idea behind this book is that, you know, setting goals is great, and we need to set goals. It's essential for us. But just saying, I have a goal, I want to reach that goal without a system in place, uh, you're going to be screwed. What's a habit? A habit is just a behavior that we do that becomes automatic. So for me, I have a habit of drinking coffee. I don't have to think about it, I just think and do it. Now what's an atomic habit? <laughs> well, the author James Clear refers to it as just a, a tiny change in your schedule. Just a little bitty thing, just, you, you, can, you can manipulate your schedule in one little tiny way, and you have marginal gain. But the, the big idea is that these small little changes add up in the long run to huge results. Now for us studying for IT certifications, that's exactly what we're doing, right? I mean, the CCNA, it isn't studied for and completed within one day, even a week or two weeks. It's tiny little study sessions over six months to get to the end goal of our certification. Now, I'm not going to pull out every single idea from this book, but what I wanted to do is pull out how we can make our study habits for our IT certifications and really anything you're doing in IT, how we can make those atomic habits. And I'm gonna pull some ideas from James Clear's book. Um, I encourage you to go buy this book. I'll leave a link below because uh, he gives a lot more than I'm gonna give you. But I'm gonna give you the rundown, the quick overview, so we can start studying right now. Some practical stuff that applies to what we do. Now let me tell you real quick why I love this book and why I'm even telling you about this, why I felt the need to, is it's not so much about, you know, just getting your grit in place and becoming like really disciplined, it's more about hacking your mind. It's analyzing why we do the things we do, how our habits form both good and bad, and then how we can hack our routine to, tr not, I mean, kind of trick ourselves into becoming better people, better engineers. So I wanna extract some of those ideas and apply them directly to you in IT studying for your certifications. Buckle up, here we go. Now just so you know, what I'm describing can be applied to any area in life, but I'm gonna just focus on IT. So how do we develop good study habits? Well, James Clear describes four steps to a habit or developing a good habit. We have the cue, craving, reward, and response. He calls that the habit loop, everything a good habit needs. Let's look at the first one, the cue. Now, every good habit needs a cue. For me, for drinking coffee, I don't need much of a cue. I wake up, I need coffee. I guess being alive is my cue. In the book, James refers to the cue as making your habit obvious. There are three important ways we can make your habits obvious. Your study habits. 
The first is getting your implementation intentions in place, which that sounds kind of weird. Think of it like this. Let's say I'm studying for my CCNA and I just say it like this. Oh, I'm going to study today. I'm studying today. Well, what most often happens? Well, things get in the way. Life gets in the way. Uh, in the morning, we wake up, we you know drink our coffee, go to work, get home, play with the kids, watch TV, binge watch TV, watch some more TV, then go to bed. I'm like, oh, dang, I forgot to study. So with the implementation intention, we define a time and a place. The where, the when, the what. And that's important. You define where you're going to study, what time you're going to study, and obviously what you're doing, which for us is going to be study. So what does that look like for you? Well, maybe it means in the morning after I have my coffee, I study in my office right when I wake up. Or it might mean that right when I get to work at my desk, we have the place, before everyone gets there, first thing in the morning, we give our time, I study. Define your time and your place. That's important. And it can be multiple times throughout the day. It could be while you're on the bus, while you're on the train. It could be at lunch. But you need to define the time and the place for when you're going to study and commit to it. The biggest pitfall when developing good study habits is leaving your study time to chance. Like, oh, today I'm going to study. But if you don't have a goal in mind of when you're going to do that, if you don't set that, that time aside, more often than not, it's not going to happen, buddy. So define that time, define that place. Now, I mentioned that Atomic Habits is pretty much hacking your brain, kind of tricking yourself. And this next way to uh, make your habit obvious is kind of like that. So it's called habit stacking. With habit stacking, you look at your habits you already have. So if, let's look at me, for example. Let's say my habit obviously is here, drinking coffee. Um, what I'll do with habit stacking is I'll take that already existing habit and I'll pile on another habit, one I'm trying to create to, you know, kind of ease the transition. So maybe uh, I have my habit of making coffee, but then I add on a study session. Maybe I watch a CBT nugget video. So that way, whenever I go to make my cup of coffee, I know my next habit is to watch a video or maybe it's do one packet tracer lap. For you, if you're going to work in the morning and you drink your coffee at work, maybe it's go get your coffee, bring it back to your desk. The next habit will be studying, read a chapter of a book, watch a few videos. And it doesn't just have to be, you know, one existing habit, then another habit. It could be a whole chain of habits leading to just a, a chain reaction of, of amazing productivity for you. So maybe it's when you get home from work, you have dinner, then you put your plate in the sink, then you brew coffee, then you chat with your spouse while it's, while it's brewing, and then you walk into your office and you study. You define those little habits and the important part is that you have a chain of habits that lead to another. You can get crazy with it. You can apply it to any other area in your life, to like working out, to eating right. But you can use existing habits to hack your brain and tricking yourself into studying. So a lot of the time, the coffee is my thing. Whenever I'm studying, um, I always make coffee before I study. I always make coffee before I make a video. I, I make coffee before I do anything. <laughs> you notice my, <laughs> I'm habit stacking all the time. Oh, hey guys, real quick, I just found out my AZ900 course is ready to go. I finished it up uh, last week, and it's live on CBC Nuggets. So if you're looking to learn about Microsoft Azure, I cover pretty much everything you need to know to get started. So the AZ900 exam, the Microsoft Azure fundamentals, it's awesome, so fun. Check it out, link below. The next way to make your habit obvious, to make it kind of easier to get into, is your environment priming your environment to make sure that it's easier to do your your habit now why is environment important well think about this like when i walk into the kitchen and let's say i'm not hungry i just had a big meal and i'm not hungry at all but if i walk into the kitchen and my wife's making something amazing it just smells incredible suddenly i'm hungry 
<laughs> you know, I wasn't hungry before, but just because the environment's the kitchen and there are certain factors and things going on that you know entice me, I'm like, okay, I'm hungry now. Same goes for when you when you walk into your living room, the TV's on. What do you immediately want to do? You want to binge watch some TV. I know that I'm a creature of my environment. I know many of you probably are. So it's important to define a place for you to study. Have you ever tried to study somewhere that's really not meant for studying? Watch out, watch out, watch out. Stop. So, so if I were to try, if I were to try and study right here with my family while they're doing homeschool, not a good environment for me. I mean, totally distracting, and I'm done, right? <laughs> like I've tried to study on the couch, uh, like really in-depth study. It doesn't work. Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna end up watching TV, playing with my kids. Not a bad thing in and of itself, but I gotta be studying. So it's important for you and myself to define a place. Now you may not have a, a large you know, place, like right now I'm in my studio and honestly I, my studio is a closet. So this is my place where I study, where I work, and the moment I walk in here, my mind shifts. I know that this is where I do work. This is where I study. It's what my mind associates with that habit. The same goes for when you lay in your bed. Well, what do you normally do in your bed? Don't answer that. Sleep. That's what your mind is accustomed to. But when you start mixing up your environments, when you when you uh, study in the same place you eat, hang out and work or whatever, it becomes hard. And there are so many other factors. It can make it so distracting for you to study and focus. So defining a place, it might just even be going to a coffee shop for you, going to a coffee shop or, or the library, and that's your study place. And that's where your mind suddenly shifts and you're ready to go. And that's how we make our habits obvious. Define the time and place. Stack some habits on top of that, and then prime your environment to make sure that you're ready to go. Now, real quick, habit stacking can be kind of fun. You can have a, just a, a ton of chains of uh, amazing habits to increase your productivity, increase the quality of your life. So I want to know. Guys, let me know in the comments how you have implemented this theory, or if you came up with uh, different ideas for habit stacking. I want to see. I mean, we could really benefit from your expertise, your ideas. So let me know in the comments below. In fact, you know what I'll do? The most creative habit stacking out there. I will, uh, I'll find like maybe two or three and I'll send you a Network Chuck sticker. How about that? So let me know below. Oh, and by the way, if you like my channel, if you like the kind of videos I make, um, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button if you like this video. Uh, and yeah, so let's keep going. <laughs> the second phase in the habit loop, uh, the craving. So we had Q, now we have craving. Uh, James Clear refers to this as the make it attractive, make you want to do it. Some habits aren't fun or attractive just by themselves. I mean, studying can be, but when you are going through like a really boring part of your CCNA studies or MCSA or A plus, Security plus, it might be kind of dry. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in that section today and it, it's stupid boring. I don't want to do this anymore. How can you make that attractive? Now there are three cool ways and these are just so fun because it's it really is hacking your brain. I love it and, I, and I've used these in the past and uh, it's these are cool, so check it out. One way is called temptation bundling. And basically what you're doing is you're taking what you want to do and pairing it with what you don't want to do. So maybe for you, you're going through Security Plus and you're studying uh, some of the encryption algorithms and it's kind of boring and you don't want to do that that day and you don't feel like studying today, but you really want to play some video games. Well, bundle those suckers. Say, hey, if I study for 25 minutes, then I get to play video games for 15 minutes. Hmm. The importance of that is you're kind of tricking your brain. In order to get that, that quick reward, that quick hit of awesomeness of video game playing, you have to study. And what you don't realize is that you're making studying that much more attractive because it is paired with doing something you actually enjoy doing. 
So your brain starts to see, oh, if I study, I get to play video games. Therefore, studying becomes positive and you want to do it, becoming uh, some somewhat of an attractive habit. Now, it doesn't have to be playing video games. It could be watching an episode of TV. Uh, what I often do, especially for my job, is I use the Pomodoro method. I've mentioned that before. Essentially, it's taking um, 25 minutes and having focused, uninter- uninterrupted work. And then after 25 minutes, you take a five-minute break. And you go just walk away and do something else. Come back, do another 25 minutes, five-minute break. Do that three times. The fourth time, you get like a... 15 minute break or a 25 minute break. You can do whatever you want. But what I do for myself is after three solid Pomodoro sessions, I reward myself with maybe playing a video game. I hop online, play some Call of Duty for about 30 minutes. And just having that kind of cycle really helps me. Now, another way you can make your habit more attractive, the the habit of studying or accelerating your IT career is putting people around you that share the same values as you. You want to be around people who value studying and accelerating the career. You want to be around people who are motivated. You're already kind of doing that right now by watching this YouTube channel. I mean, I love IT. I love accelerating my career. I love certifications. And hopefully, I'm giving you some of that culture, right, to just to accelerate. Uh, you can also do that by getting involved in study groups. I mean, I, the, the value of a study group is insane. Um, so if you can find people in your area to study with or just meet up with, it's huge. Going to events like Cisco Live, which I'm going to, by the way, you guys should go, it'd be fun. Going to those events is so motivating because you're, you're around like-minded people who also uh, think the same way. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, I can't, it's just so fun. <laughs> uh, but I understand there may not be people in your area that care about it like you do. Uh, then get online. I mean, you're watching the internet right now. You're watching YouTube. I have a Facebook group, the Network Chuck CCNA Study Group. We're 14,000 strong now. And let me tell you, the guys in there and the gals in there are so encouraging. Everyone's in there uh, asking questions, getting questions answered. They're mentoring. So if you haven't already joined that, link below. It's amazing. So yeah, surround yourself with people who share those same values. I've always heard it said, you're the sum of the people you hang out with the most. You become like them. So if you surround yourself with people who are what you want to be like, so I mean, at work, maybe not hang out with the guys who are kind of just goofing off. Maybe hang out with the engineers who are studying on their lunch breaks or who are, you know, just killing it in the meetings, who have great ideas, who are, you know, coming up with fantastic solutions. Surround yourself with great people. Now, this next one is like really cool. I mean, it's amazing. And it's funny because Keith Barker, actually, when when David and I on our This Is IT show interviewed him, he mentioned this. That episode is coming soon, by the way. So it's called a motivation ritual. And essentially, it's doing something you enjoy right before you do something you have to do. Now, this might sound a little similar to temptation bundling, but uh, this is more like just getting in the frame of mind to study or something. Now, I always come back to this, but my motivation ritual for most things I do is coffee. I always associate coffee with something good, something I enjoy, as everyone should. (laughs) So before I study, I brew coffee. It's something I really enjoy doing. I love coffee. It's my passion. And it gets me in the frame of mind. And even just smelling coffee makes me want to open a book and read. Makes me want to lab. Makes me want to study Python. Just the smell of coffee. So the act of going through and brewing it my ritual makes me happy. I mean, and also, I mean, I associate coffee with more than just studying. I associate it with hanging out with friends, hanging out with my wife and just chilling out with going to the beach. It's just, there's so many positive things I associate with drinking coffee that when I use that right before I do something hard, like studying, labbing, working, it immediately makes it attractive. So how do I use that? So like, I think, okay, I've got to study today, but hey, 
I can make a cup of coffee before that. Hmm, suddenly it's attractive. I hack my brain, I just hack that sucker. And if you wanna go deeper into this, this is something that James Clare mentioned in the book and it's funny, it's almost tit for tat what Keith Barker said, is maybe take a happy experience. Like maybe, uh, and he used this example, uh, petting your dog. If you have a dog and you love your dog, petting your dog's probably a good thing, right? You enjoy that, makes you happy. Well, when you pet your dog, take three deep breaths. And associate that action with something really happy, petting your dog. And do that often. And now when you have to do something that you don't necessarily enjoy, so maybe it's going to be studying, maybe it's even going in to take your test for your CCNA, what you can do is take three deep breaths. Now, because you have done this so many times with your pleasurable experience of, you know, petting your dog or something, when you take those three deep breaths, you trick your mind to associating that next habit uh, to, to being something good. You're making it attractive. That's mind hacking at its finest. My goodness. Keith Parker does a thing where he like uh, pinches his uh, his hand or something. I think Keith, let me know what that was. Uh, but he would always do this and like associate good memories. He would do this and like have a good memory associated with it. And you do that enough that when you go into a, a strenuous environment, if you do that, boom, good memories flood in, and you suddenly you associate something you don't necessarily want to do with something that's good that you want to do, and you're tricking that brain. Now I'm now realizing that this video might be kind of long. Uh, because it is a lot. I'm trying to give you guys as much stuff as I can. Uh, so I will have a table of contents below if you want to jump to just the direct stuff. Or if you prefer reading. If that's your favorite way to digest information, then check out James's book, Atomic Habits. But anyways, I'm going to continue. And I apologize in advance if you don't like long-form content. But I'm hoping this helps you. It really has helped me. I can't wait to adopt these Atomic Habits more into my schedule and my routine. And to see how I can trick myself into amazing results. But anyways, let's keep going. We've covered the cue, we've covered the craving, the making it obvious, making it attractive. Now the third phase of the habit loop, the response. James refers this as to uh, making it easy. Make your habit easy to do. Now I know that sounds strange because some of your habits might be hard, like studying or labbing. That that's, can be difficult, but there are things we can do to trick our brain to make it easier to jump into that habit, make it a daily thing for us. Now the reason it's so important for us to make our habits easy is because it's human nature to take the easier path. It's the law of least effort. If we have two choices and one is more difficult than the other, we're going to choose the easier path, right? The easier choice. That's just what we do. So when you're trying to establish good study habits, make it easy on yourself. Now, what does that look like? A big one I love is reducing friction. Essentially, don't make it hard to start studying or to lab or whatever it is. So if you have to get home and you have to boot up your computer and then you have a few Windows updates and uh, it restarts and takes about 30 minutes and by the time it's already up and ready to go and you're trying to lab, your motivation's gone, your habits disappeared. So if your plan is to study at night, maybe before you leave for work that morning, you have your computer ready to go, maybe you even have Packet Tracer already loaded up, you've got your book open to the page you wanna study. That's also another thing, I mean, Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I haven't studied because I wasn't sure what to study that day, right? I mean, you're, you're going through your book and maybe you finished your book, but you know you're fuzzy on stuff. And you're not sure what to study next. You know you got a lab, but you're not sure what to lab. Not knowing what to do next is the worst. And more often than not, it leads me to not studying because I'm frustrated. 
So the best thing you can do for yourself to remove that friction is to have a good study plan. Start right now. Um, I mean, maybe start each day and say, today I'm going to study OSPF. That's what I'm doing today. Um, at lunch, I'm going to read a couple chapters of the book, or I'm going to watch two CBT nuggets on the uh, concept of OSPF. And then at night, I'm going to do an OSPF lab. Like, de de define that beforehand. Remove that friction of having to decide what you're going to do. That will alleviate that huge stumbling block for you. And then you can do other stuff to remove the friction. Like I said, like have the program already up. Have your book already bookmarked and ready to go. Maybe you trick yourself in some way. Like maybe your plan is to study right before bed. I've heard that it's really great to consume information right before you go to bed. So maybe you put your CCNA book right on your pillow every day. So when you go to bed, boom, there's your book, <laughs> right? That's kind of cool. Uh, again, let me know if you have any creative ideas of how you can remove friction to start studying. I cannot wait to see these. So let me know below. I'll also give out some stickers for that. So creative, most creative response, I will shout you out on my next video and give you a sticker. Now, again, I'm glossing over a lot of what James covers in the Atomic Habits book. I mean, you, you've got to read this book. So many good things. But a lot of what he goes through is the inverse of each uh, law or rule. So what I just mentioned of re removing friction for your good habits, you should also add friction for your bad habits. So maybe you have a bad habit of binge watching uh, TV, as I think everyone does now thanks to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, right? Uh, and what, what's one of the biggest features that leads to binge watching on Netflix? It's that autoplay feature, right? I mean, you don't even have to move a muscle. Netflix has removed that friction for you, right? I mean, if if you had to go find the remote and press play again to watch that next episode, you yeah, you may not watch the next episode. Unlikely, but it has led me to not watch it before. But now that it autoplays, I mean, yeah, go ahead. And then you hate it when, like, after four episodes, it goes, hey, are you still watching? I'm like, yes, I'm still watching. <laughs> so maybe turning off the autoplay feature, maybe causing a bit of friction for your bad habits. Or maybe you have a nasty habit of playing video games instead of studying. Maybe you get home and all you do is play video games. Well, what you could do is take your PS4 or your computer or whatever you're going to use and unplug it, put it in your closet, and maybe put your CCNA book on top of it. <laughs> uh, so you put a ton of friction there to actually step forward and have a bad habit and play video games, but make it easier for you to pursue your good habits. Uh, again, you can apply this to so many areas in life, but specifically studying for IT, think of the implications. Again, creative ideas, let me know below. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if I don't start my day right, I tend to let my day snowball into a horrible, unproductive day. That's just how I am. I don't know if you guys are like that. Let me know if you are. Um, so if I start out and I don't work out and I like eat bad in the morning, maybe I have a giant donut, two, three donuts, um, suddenly my day isn't going to be great. Uh, James, Clear calls, James Clear calls this uh, the decisive moment because your habits do snowball. If you start out with a good habit, um, that usually leads to another good habit, a good action, and just it just snowballs into a good thing, right? So if you start out working out, um, I mean, the days I start out working out and I have my devotion, I read my Bible and I pray, uh, man, that leads into a, a fantastic day. It really does. So mastering that, um, that's important. So don't fool yourself into thinking those first few decisions aren't important. Master those few, first few moments in the day. You'll be amazed at the impact it has on your your productivity and your, your study habits. Now, this next one's a little a little weird, but I think it's going to work. Um, it's, he calls it the two-minute rule. And essentially, it's... You know, sometimes when we try to set out doing a new habit, we start too big, especially when you're talking about the CCNA or something. Like I know when, when I decide when I'm, when I am going to pursue a new certification, especially when I was younger, uh, I'm like, I'm going to study for 
six hours a day, I'm going to be a beast. And <laughs> that never happens, right? Like maybe I do it one time, but six hours is a lot. And we, and it's, it's, it's too much. It really is. So the two minute rule is starting smaller. It's saying, okay, maybe not try to conquer the world in one day. Maybe just do one small thing. Maybe break your habit up into smaller chunks. So maybe it's not going to be, I'm going to lab for six hours. Maybe it's, I'm going to boot up my computer and start to do like one lab for five minutes. And that's all you're committing to. Like that's your habit. That's what you're going to do. Or maybe it's going to be watching one training video. So if we look at the other principles we've used so far, maybe it's, I wake up in the morning. Uh, my time and place is going to be first thing in the morning in my office. My habit I'm going to uh, stack with is making coffee. So I make coffee. It's fresh. It's brewed. I'm in the zone. And my one habit I'm going to uh, go for is watch one uh, CBT nugget video, which is around five minutes. That's manageable. Okay. And that's my only goal. Now, the, the thing you're tricking your brain into is that normally if you do something for five minutes, you can do something a bit longer. You kind of trick yourself into doing more. But just do a little bit. And I love this because most of the time I will say, oh my gosh, I don't have any time today. Um, I'm just not going to study today. But okay, come on. Even on your busiest days, you got five minutes, right? You've got 10 minutes maybe. Use that. Pull out your phone, maybe do some flashcards. Maybe just review the OSPF LSA types. Maybe do one, uh, two or three subnetting questions. Don't throw the whole day out. Study each day. Now the goal of the two minute rule is to just go, you know, go beyond two minutes. I mean, I, I mentioned five minutes, but he, the goal was two minutes. So maybe your, your, your habit goal for that day is to watch one CBT nugget video, but then you can expand it as you get better at it into two videos, maybe three videos, maybe three videos and a lab, three videos, a lab and some flashcards. So you can expand that habit, make it bigger and only make it bigger once you've, you know, mastered that habit. So if you're having trouble getting that habit going, make it super small, make it really small. And it might feel stupid, but man, a little bit of progress every day is a lot better than no progress, right? Even if you're only learning one little fact, you still know more than you did yesterday, right? And one more way to make it easy. Just one more way. I know we covered a lot so far. One more way is to use technology, man. Uh, use the automation in your home. You know what I do? I've got a smart TV and I have it turned off at a certain time each night, or at least I used to. I need to turn that back on. But at 10 p.m. every night, I would have um, IFTTT turn my TV off. For you network guys, maybe you have a timed access list on your router and you can't, your whole family can't watch <laughs> Netflix or something. I mean, there, there are a ton of ways you can automate and use technology to keep yourself accountable. So be creative with that. Now we've come full circle, we're at the fourth phase in the habit loop, uh, the reward. And James calls it, make it satisfying. Make your habit something you look forward to, you know? And this, it might feel like review from the other stuff, and it kind of is, but essentially what I do for myself is when I, when I do my habit immediately after, I reward myself with something I enjoy. I, I mentioned before that I, I use my Pomodoro technique, and once, I, once I've done a few Pomodoro sessions, then I reward myself with something I enjoy, playing video games. Now, the, the key here, the trick here, is that you need to immediately reward yourself once you've completed that said habit, whether it's studying or whatever. Let's face it, we as humans, we tend to uh, gravitate towards the things that are easier and rewarding right then. Um, like, you know, for example, I, I struggle with losing weight, I do. And the problem is, is that, you know, I know my end goal down the line to be skinnier, fit, ripped, Captain America, you know, Mr. Universe, whatever. Um, that's my end goal and that, that, that would be extremely satisfying, that long-term goal. 
But you know what? That piece of cake looks awesome. I love brownies, and that's going to be satisfying right this moment. Whereas I have to wait six months to a year to look amazing. So we, we tend to gravitate more towards the immediate uh, resp- uh, rewards, right? And James Clear says it this way. He says, what is immediately rewarded is repeated. That's kind of cool um, and interesting. So we can we can hack our brains that way too. So when we ha- perform a habit, whether it's you know watching two uh, CBT Nugget videos or doing a lab, reward yourself immediately. Maybe it's walking outside for a second and, and doing something you, you like. I don't know, throwing a frisbee. Uh, maybe it's eating a candy bar, which might conflict with you know another habit, but whatever. I know for me, a lot of the time, I reward myself at the end of a long day of like being super productive. I reward myself with just hanging out with my family and watching TV. I allow myself to binge watch TV if I've completed a certain number of things. And if I don't, I just keep working, right? So that's kind of how I reward my, my good habits. And those are the four phases of the habit loop, the, the cue, craving, response, and reward. I, I, I glazed over that real quick, I know. And um, yeah, you should check out the book because he goes into a lot more detail. I hope you got something out of what I told you. I try to apply it to learning, you know, networking concepts, IT concepts. Let me know what you thought and let me know if, you, if you're going to implement this into your current study schedule. I'm going to do be doing that for a lot of things I do, um, for trying to lose weight, for um, producing more content for this channel, uh, for studying. I, I'm studying for certifications all the time <laughs> and uh, trying to learn Python and such. So I'm, I'm going to implement these um, atomic habits, hacking your brain to make myself better. And I hope this benefits you guys. Well, anyways, guys, that is about it. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and uh, like the video if you liked it. And that's pretty, I, I've got nothing else. We've, we've talked about a lot today. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll catch you guys later.